So I want to talk to you today about love. I am speaking to you from an undisclosed location. Nancy and I are at, actually at a conference um, and it's in Hawaii to tell you the truth. It doesn't actually start today. Uh, it starts in 2024, but um, uh, we decided to come a little bit early. And um, this is something I've never done before. Nancy's in the room. She's sitting right over there. She washed her hair. She doesn't want to be in the video, but I told her that um, she gets to rebut anything she wants to. In the early days when I was working at a church, uh, when I would preach, she would sit in the front row and we just had one service, a little church. And if she disagreed with anything I said, she would raise her hand um, as a way of registering the fact that she didn't think what I was saying was strictly true. And she raised her hand a lot. So she gets to um, yell out if there's anything she thinks is not true. But I'm going to talk about love. And this is from Dallas Willard's Renovation of the Heart. And I want to be thinking particularly about um, what it is to receive the love of God. Dallas writes about how we live in a world where pain and loss and fear and anger, resentment, contempt, settle into coldness and malice. And that's the world that we live in. So he writes, In such a world, God intrudes gently and in many ways but especially in the person of Jesus Christ, especially there. It is he who stands for love as no one else has ever done and pays the price for it. His crucifixion is the all-time high watermark of love on earth. While we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So Paul writes to the church at Rome, chapter 5 or 6. No other source whether inside or outside of religions, even comes close to what God in Christ shows of love. This is the first move of love in the process of redemption. He first loved us, 1 John 4:19. Therefore, love is from God, John says. We know this because he laid down his life for us. All other loves are to be measured by this standard. When we receive what is thus clearly given, the revelation of God's love in Christ, that in turn makes it possible for us to love. Love is awakened in us by Him. We feel its call first to love Jesus Himself and then God. Thus the first great commandment to love God with all our being can fulfilled because of the beauty of God given in Christ. And then Dallas goes on to talk about the next move of love, where not only am I loved by God and I love God, but I'm able to love other people. And then in turn, other people can love me and we have a community of love. But what I want to focus on in these few moments is what it is to receive love from God, because I think most of us struggle with that uh, for most of our lives. So I was thinking really hard. What does it mean to receive love? And I was thinking the way that it works with a little child. Um, A little child naturally does two things. One is simply to receive care from the mom and the dad, to be soothed, to be cleansed, to be fed, to be cuddled, to be tickled, to be smiled at. Um, A child naturally receives these things. And then a child associates these gifts with the giver of care. And that's where an attachment forms. Uh, A lot of you have talked about how Steve Cuss, 
when we had a conversation a few weeks ago mentioned that the opposite of anxiety is curiosity. And there's a good reason for this. When experiments get done on a little infant, looking at the infant's attachment to the um, caregiver, to the mom or the dad, they're often, they, those experiments often involve what's called the stranger situation, where the mom will leave the infant in a room for a moment while a stranger is there. And then the mom will come back in. And when there's a strong sense of attachment, when that little child feels cared for and loved, he will get a little distressed when mom is gone and then um, cling to mom for a little bit, but then feel reassured of love and go explore the rest of the room. Um, when a strong attachment sense of love is in the child, the child doesn't just lay at the mom's feet. The child is curious and goes to explore. That's part of what it means to be made in the image of God and, and uh, have dominion. So um, that's the way that a child, an infant, uh, is able to receive love, to absorb acts of care, and connect it with a caregiver, and uh, to gaze back into the eyes of the father or the mother that loves them. Now, when we get older, we get a little more guarded. We get a little more cautious about this. Um, we're afraid somebody might not love us if we're not pretty enough or smart enough or attractive. Baby never thinks that way. And then we're careful in the way that we express love. When Nancy and I had been dating for a little while, we came to an intersection. We were driving and she said to me, honey, and then she said something else. We were not engaged at this time. We hadn't made any kind of commitment at this time. It just, I was so embarrassed. It just slipped out. It showed what was in her heart concerning me. And then she had this immediate thought, did John notice? Well... I was getting a PhD in clinical psychology, for crying out loud. I was being trained to notice not just the verbal, but even the nonverbal aspects of communication. Actually, I didn't notice at all. Uh, I was clueless. My love antenna had been deeply damaged and took a lot, long time for that to be made up. But um, what Paul is saying when it comes to God is uh, God's secret is out. God has made himself vulnerable. And this is the passage that uh, Dallas cites in this text when we want to know how much does God love us at just the right time. When was that right time? While we were sinners, while we were messed up, while we were ugly. In the ancient world, friendship was highly regarded. Uh, the Romans would say um, that to have a noble friend was a good thing and to sacrifice for a good friend could be a good thing as long as the friend was worthy of sacrifice. Cicero writes about how there would be plays when somebody would die on behalf of a friend and people might be moved to an ovation. But you were never to sacrifice for an unworthy person. And so Paul says, uh, for a righteous person, uh, someone might be willing to die. People are rarely willing to die for somebody else, but for somebody who is worthy. But God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, unlovable, unworthy. Jesus died for us. This is the high watermark of love. And so then he invites us to receive this love. And that's what I want to invite you to take a moment to do. Another story about Nancy. We were watching recently, there's a, a, a wonderful book and then a classic movie, How Green Was My Valley. And uh, partly it's the story of this uh, impoverished but noble minister, Walter Pidgeon, and this beautiful, fiery coal miner's daughter, Maureen O'Hara. And they love each other dearly, 
But Walter Pidgeon says to Marina Hara, I, I cannot claim you as my bride. She's loved by the son of the man that owns the coal mine and he's got lots of money. And so Walter Pidgeon says, I couldn't stand it if you were poor on account of me and had to live in rags. So I will not marry you. You go marry that other guy. And I said, what a noble thing Walter Pidgeon is doing, this ruggedly handsome pastor. And Nancy says, this is not noble at all. He's an idiot. He's underestimating Marina Harris. She doesn't care about money. She just wants to be with him. She wants to love him. I think how often it is uh, so difficult for us to receive love from God. You know, think, oh, God couldn't love somebody like me. And we underestimate God. And we sell God short. Because God is love. And what God couldn't do is God cannot not love. And one of the things I've learned over the last couple of years when I have needed to experience the love of God so deeply is it actually is possible to receive God's love as an act of the will. Now, this is the thought God loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. Um, but then it is possible to pause and say, now, God, I choose to receive your love for me. So I want to invite you to do that right now. If you're able to, go ahead and close your eyes. If it helps, open your hands up like this. And we push this away for most of the moments of most of our days. I am not enough. I am not smart enough. I am not good enough. I am not spiritual enough. Jesus died at just the right time, just exactly the right time when you didn't think you deserve it. So right now, receive it. You are loved by God. You are deeply loved by God. You are personally loved by God. And if you want to take a moment and tell God that you love him. And live today in that love. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. There are emails that go along with each episode. And if you'd like to receive those, you can go to becomenew.me slash subscribe. And there you can also sign up to receive daily text alerts. We'll see you next time.